Hello. How are you? How's it going? It's me, Who This. I'm the host of Who This Been Watching. It's a movie slash TV series review podcast slash IG live show thing I do normally every Saturday, but just because I happen to love what I enjoyed watching as referencing the title, The History of Swear Words on Netflix, I felt I had to jump in midweek and give you another episode before I give you the one I got planned for Saturday already coming up on the 16th of January 2021. Who this? That's me. Thanks for joining me here on IG Live where you're first and foremost always get the first raw live audition. Sorry, edition. Oh, excuse me. Of who this been watching. Again, the podcast slash show slash IG thing I do here as well. Live, most importantly. In regards to what I just watched, movies, TV series, etc., etc., anything I watched during the week, be it on the TV, be it on the phone, be it on the tablet, whatever, whatever, etc., etc., hopefully you can relate and watch the same thing too. You can join in on the fun and just, you know, kick it with me, if anything. Shout out to Luna Bird as far as what I got to say about what I watched. Now, as far as today is concerned, thanks for joining whoever's in here in the comments. If you got suggestions, if you got questions if you watched and you want to comment if you didn't watch and want my recommendation you know but then again who am i i'm just one man and his sole opinion on what i just watched literally the whole point of who this been watching i'm just telling you what i fucking thought about it that's it and speaking of cursing as i cuss right now i do so on the regular everyday life it's like a what was it what cartoon was that uh spongebob spongebob squarepants that uh episode where they were cursing I think they might have been saying fuck or something along those lines where they kept bleeping it out with fucking uh, dolphin chirping, whatever. Do dolphins chirp? Or do they like uh, chatter, chitter, whatever the fucking term is otherwise? The e things that dolphins be doing. Whatever. Dolphins are cool, but supposedly they molest people or sexually aggravate people. Of all things. Now wait, is dolphins... Are dolphins, excuse me. Mammals or fishes is... I forget. I think they're mammals. Something like that. Or somehow they're linked to the aliens according to Alex Jones some way, somehow. But that's besides the point, too. Getting back to it now. Listen. Please feel free to follow my page if you don't currently right now who this is one on all social media platforms. More importantly, here on IG Live, first and foremost, we'll get the live raw, uncut, unedited, untouched edition of Who This Been Watching. Then you can also look me up on YouTube, youtube.com backslash who this is one to get the episode as well. A couple days later after I do the IG live version is when you'll get this on, again, YouTube and or any digital streaming platform of your preference where you get your podcast from. Spotify, Stitcher, Apple, uh, SoundCloud. The Google Podcasts, uh, wherever the fuck else you get it from, pretty much, basically. And that's all that there is to it. Self-promo, it's important. It's vital out there, too. Support all your creators. Support all your creative friends as best you can. And with that, let's jump into this. Of course, today, the midweek edition of Who This Been Watching. Shout-outs to Kenneth Stone. Shout-outs to the Dirty Heels Podcast. No, you're good, bro. You're right on time, actually. I was late, if anything. Just about to get into it. Just had to get the self promo out the way. And please, by the way, if you 
enjoy wrestling as I do as I grown up loving and enjoying and it's the only sport I actually know about or you know whatever my mom's beat me just because I watched too much of it and forgot this thing called homework is supposed to do as a child growing up to get out of school 30 heels in the building too sweet to both of them's you know wrestling I, I'm strongly suggesting you check out the dirty heels that's h-e-e-l-z on all uh podcast platforms youtube as well check them out representing harlem i'm assuming the 132 in the name is the part of harlem they're from 132nd street unlike 125th street which you know we were told growing up watching wcw harlem heat uh booker t and uh stevie ray were from allegedly were from Never was there. Every time my dad would drive by Harlem, he'd curse under his breath because he was low-key racist. Not like me. Unlike me, of course. And I'd always look at 125th Street specifically from whichever fucking highway or whatever you're going to. And I would wonder, where am I going to see Stevie Ray at? Where am I going to see Booker T at? Where they at? And they were never there. At least a blind, like, fucking, um, or like a random fucking uh, scissor kick. That fucking, oh, wow, okay. Shout out to Super Nitro, Circle of Debate, Scorpion underscore Gamer 2, Mel the Blind Fury, and John underscore DiBiase again as well. Shout outs to all yous and waves to all yous as well. Thanks for joining me, guys. I appreciate it. Again, you are currently watching. Uh, shout out to Mel the Blind Fury again in case I miss you, bro. Appreciate you hanging in there. Uh, again, you are watching currently the live edition of Who This Been Watching. Today, we're going to be talking about a Netflix special slash comedy series that has been garnering attention just because it brings up a topic, a thing we all like to use as consenting adults. I wish it was more about sex, which I'm not too familiar with. As allegedly, as I've been told, good looking as I've been a boy and then now a man growing up, it's cursing. So the history of swear words. It was a pleasant surprise. I really enjoyed it. It makes it worthwhile every once in a while. I don't know how many of you out there either still currently have Netflix or I never jumped into it because I never believed in that kind of tactics. I didn't have friends like that, I guess. I never shared Netflix passwords. So maybe you do that. I respect it. I get it too. And especially now pandemic, you know, cutting costs, keeping the budget tight. But this series was a pleasant surprise. Shout out to the 20 by 20 podcast for joining this series reminds me of why Netflix can still have hidden gems and still be worthwhile having, even though they just bumped up the price, I think, to like $16, $17 a month. The History of Swear Words is hosted by Nicolas Cage. It was a pleasant surprise. I really enjoyed it overall. I mean, we'll get to the official who just been watching rating as far as what I give the series out of like, you know, base of emotions or emojis I use or the star rating system I use as well too. We'll get to that at the very end too. But you know, we'll just hit some key points, high points because, you know, shh, I'm still on the clock as far as working from home is concerned. But I did so much of my work in advance like a responsible adult should that I'm just sneaking in a little episode here too. And thanks again everybody joining me right here, right now. Again, don't forget to catch this later on YouTube at who this is one the channel. And podcast format a couple days from now be again to it besides the queen's gambit which i think is still in the top 10 of netflix series since it's been released in october of last year 2020 you know that year we're trying to forget altogether this has been a pleasant surprise too and of course i know netflix has had that 
issue having like years upon years of like shitty movies. I mean, initially when they started getting to the streaming thing, when they were the only streaming service or the bigger one before everybody, you know, joined in and like engaged on that, they were doing their thing as far as having quality-ish titles for the most part. As the years passed and as more streaming services became available, you know, the quality downgrades, I mean, they just lost the office, but they're getting Seinfeld too, so that's kind of like a better handoff, I'd say. I mean, I love The Office, but Seinfeld is classic. Top five, at least, sitcoms to me. Shout out to Cheap Shot underscore sports for joining as well. But getting back to it, though. Netflix, series, history of swear words. I like it because, you know what? Who doesn't curse at this point anymore? It's, it's an odd question to even try to propose who doesn't curse, who keeps it clean like that. Unless you're like an avid churchgoer, unless you're like a religious fanatic, or unless maybe one of those people that did the thing on January 6th at the Capitol of all places. Maybe you're the first one in line, first row, front and center, front of quote-unquote God at church on Sundays. Oh, shout out to the ring fanatics for joining. Maybe one of those people. And swear by the fact that you don't use swear words, or you don't cuss, or you don't dirty your tongue up by talking all filthy and nasty as you know uh sinners do quote unquote now come on it's so normal at this point now i mean the fact that uh i remember what stood out to me as far as swear words history i'm pretty sure i heard it clearly if anyone remembers hey arnold from nickelodeon from back when i'm pretty sure helga in this same episode actually might have said both crap which is, of course, inoffensive, you know, childlike at this point, too, as far as, like, if you're going to curse, or let's say you get an offender bender, and the first thing you're going to blurt out is going to be something that gets or em- encapsules your frustration so much where just one word can get it all out, I doubt it's going to be crap. It's going to be most likely fuck, shit, cunt, bitch, asshole, locking eyes with the person who's guilty, most likely, or... Even if we cause the accident, that person's still an asshole for causing that accident to begin with. Still, I believe crap is ineffective, but it still hit its point. It made its point clear, at least when I heard it on that one episode of Hey Arnold. So it was crap, and I believe damn, and all in the same episode from Helga G. Pataki. Well, I mean, no surprise with Helga. She had a real bad temperament. She was, I guess, as the series would define it according to episode... I believe three or four, bitch, and maybe a cunt. That's one point we'll get to later on, the misrepresentation or the underusage of cunt in this series as well. It should have gotten its own episode, but we'll get to that in a little bit too as well. Shout out to CJG1217 for joining as well. And everybody's still hanging around, still tuning in, Betty had said. But yeah, um, I remember that from a young age being the first instance of like cursing but not cursing because it doesn't count, damn and crap, but kind of like obviously the PG version of like in wrestling, what we get now in wrestling, we get a lot of damn, we get a lot of crap. Uh, I mean, now they're starting to like sprinkle in bitch every so often, but you tell me how you feel about this, you know, wrestling, non-wrestling fan alike. If you need to call someone a bitch, I'm more of 
and I'm a bigger fan of sprinkling in bitch in the middle of the sentence or perhaps because I'm a minority, I'm from New York, or I've kind of degenderized. Uh, shout out to Sibin Sports as well for joining. I've kind of degenderized the word bitch because I like to use it at the front of my sentences to get the point across immediately because I don't got time to fucking waste to like build up this whole thing dramatically and then leave it at the end as bitch at the end of it. No, I like to start off as bitch. Why don't you bitch move the line, etc., etc. Or maybe even in the middle. So it's kind of like a, because at the beginning would be like a precursor to what I'm trying to get the point across is. In the middle, it's kind of like a tucked in little pleasant surprise, if anything. You say it around children, they'll giggle. You say it around adults, they'll at least turn back or at least turn their shoulder and make sure no one was around that they're concerned to hear and heard it. But when you leave it at the end, it's kind of like you you can zone out. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, of course, unless you're referring to a female, which I've had to do plenty of times, unfortunately, because, uh, quote unquote, there are bitches out there to act like them, too. But again, I I hate leaving it at the end. And wrestling is notorious right now for leaving it at the end. You know, I'm going to meet you in the middle of the ring. And when I'm done with you, after I pinch you for the one, two, three, and you maybe you kicked out a two, three finisher for no reason. But then when I finally beat you and I hit you with a finisher and a signature and another finisher and then your own finisher, I'm going to lay your ass out, bitch. It's always a pause, build up, one, two, three, bitch, like a cue sort of point. I don't know if that's mostly the bullet points they give them in the script. I don't know if that's what they're told to do, instructed to do. Allegedly, of course, according to... Um, Oh, shout out to MGC underscore T Jom. I'm going to assume that's the name. If I butchered that, my fault. I'm being a dumb bitch. Joined and shout out to them. According to Alexa Bliss, you are, as a wrestler, as a performer, able to actually take charge or control almost to 100%, quote unquote, as she said, of what you say in your character, which I don't believe. Because you take, for example, who I've been a fan of in the ring and performance-wise for the longest time, I just hate when he starts talking. Because he is good. He gets his point across. He doesn't stumble. He doesn't like... Okay, if I say he doesn't over-talk, I'd be lying. He does talk a little too much to get to the fucking point. Randy Orton. I like younger Randy because he was such an asshole. But that's supposed to be because I think we can see he was a major asshole in real life. So he's not... Strain too far from who he was in reality. But when he starts talking, he starts overemphasizing the point and dragging it out. And he has this like pausing kind of like, you know, Ric Flair. When I get you in the ring and I show the world how old you are, how washed up, how decrepit you've become. And then, you know, five minutes later, he's finally getting to the point when I kick you in the gut and you bend over and I set you up for a punt kick to your head. And then, of course, two minutes later, of course, he's still rambling, still going. You're going to realize you fell victim to the three most 
dominating powerful letters in the sports industry, whatever, RKO, and then that whole spiel too. It's it's too much. It's and then he throws in the bitch now every once in a while. It's just, it gets annoying. But that's Randy Orton though. That's wrestling too as well. Let's get back to the point at hand, which is of course the history of swear words. Um, I had some notes which I made because it was a pleasant surprise again. But I was sad that it was only five, no six episodes long. And the first point I like to make is. Alright, you go through the episodes. I do recommend the series overall, but I'll get to why and why not. And the low points, if anything, too. Because there was a lot of low points. There was a lot of points that, um, I don't know, they they kind of missed on. Or it seemed unreal at certain points. Uh, some people just know how to talk shit better than others. That, that is true, too, of course. Um, I don't know what the case is really with Randy, but... I think he's an asshole. He's just not like those assholes you want to hear talking too much. Or maybe... I don't really know what they could do with Randy at this point. He's like too... Way too much in his character right now. Who knows what could be the saving grace to make him more engaging, per se. I'm not saying he's bad in the ring. He's still great, but I don't know. At this point, maybe less Randy Orton is what we can benefit from in general. But, you know, you run through the episodes of the history of swear words. The first one's fuck... That makes sense because fuck is the most, I guess you'd still say, coveted, the most dramatic, the most emphasized of the swear slash cuss words. So, yeah, I could definitely see that still being as heralded, as esteemed, and as feared to be used in public as it is now still. Uh, shout outs to YH. W-I-S underscore podcast for joining as well. Shout outs to you. Episode two is entitled Shit and the History of Shit. How shit became to be a swear word. How it's commonly used a lot and such. And shit. Three is bitch. Episode four was dick. Which is actually my favorite. Pause. It was a lot of it. A lot of usage of it. And I... I don't know how any, anybody else feels. But be it in movies or... TV now, of course, because they're starting to like, you know, do their thing and try to really try to break down the barriers of what you can see anymore. Or at least I didn't see, I didn't think I'd ever see as much dick as I've seen on TV already, Games of Thrones. But unexpected dick is unpleasant. I mean, I still get a little like thrown off when I see my own dick. I'm not ashamed of it. I'm actually proud of mine. That's too much information. I know I apologize, but. It's just, if I don't need to see it, I don't want to see it. And I don't have to see it, too. I think I have that right. But there was in uh, episode four, when you do watch, if you do choose to watch, just be prepared towards the end of the episode. I wish I had a timestamp for you to warn you better yet, but there's a random dick in there, and it's like at least four or five seconds worth of dick. So just careful if like you're offended by the, the male genitalia. Or penis. It's just, it's there in plain sight. It's from a movie clip, obviously. It's not like any one of the comedians actually just flashed a thing and made that painfully obvious. But yeah, it's, what was that movie? Pop Star, I think, with uh, Andy Samberg or whatever. Yeah, it's, if you've seen that one, which I haven't, yeah, it's it's there. It's that dick scene. So that makes me know that I, I maybe I'm going to avoid that movie because it's like explicit dick. It's literally in his face. At least there's like glass between them, but still. Like I can, uh, we're all grown up, yes. 
I, I am too, but still, it's like, who who in here, if anything, uh, I only see my dad's dick once, and I'm still mad I, I had to see it that one time. It was, I, I would have gone a whole lifetime without ever having to see his dick. I would have been so proud to say that, but I'm dead ass honest with it. I only saw it once, and I, I remember being like seven years old and still being upset. Like, really mad, because, and I wanted to punch him in the dick, but, you know, now if he's asked my dad, he's bigger, I'm I'm not going to do much harm anyway. I, I walk into him, of course, as maybe some of you had done out there with a household of more than two, three people in it. I have to go into the bathroom, I don't hear him drying himself off with the towel in the bathroom, because he's taking it sound like a, like a bitch would. And I walk in, thinking no one's in there to take a piss, and then there he is with his fucking big bushy dick like in plain sight so I don't know if anyone's else had that unpleasantry or how would I approach this as my as a father in the future to avoid my children having to see my dick by mistake you know I, I don't know uh yeah seeing it so young is traumatic and I don't know how to still feel about it too I just know I was I was upset I was like I don't I didn't want to see that and this is of course the 90s where even by porn standards, you can tell. You can kind of still compare that to real life because even porn was like still very hung up on being bushy and hairy. I think the first porn I saw was like, uh, I like to say by mistake, but we had a legal cable as well as I'm sure a lot of you did. And I was able to see like, uh, what was it? The Spice Channel midday. We were just flipping through, and then the first time I saw a poem was like a hillbilly running down a hill with like a really big bush. Like, he was a redhead, too, so it was like a gingery fucking patch down there. Like, I was running through a carrot field or something, and you couldn't even see the dick, thank God. I I would have said it was a woman otherwise, but he had the hillbilly beard. He looked like hillbilly Jim without the fucking, uh, without the fucking, uh, what do you call that shit on? Uh, I forget what it's called, but still. Uh, episode 5 is Pussy, which is my favorite also, but just because, you know, who doesn't love pussy? I mean, men, of course, we become fathers thanks to it. We recreate life and add on to the universe and mankind with it, thanks to it. And then women, too. I'm sure women appreciate their own pussy, too, as well. But yeah, uh, oh, shout-outs to Open Talk Radio 313 The Flash for joining. Shout-outs to yous as well. Uh, don't mind me, I'm just here... Working but not working from home at the moment, so fuck. Goddamn laptop keeps closing on me. Sorry about that, boys and girls. But yeah, um, getting back to it now, and then episode six was damn the weaker of the episodes. Uh, okay, so let's go through the episodes and go with what I made points of. All right, so I'm mad that what we missed in those six episodes what we could have benefited from. Again, fuck shit, bitch, pussy, dick, and damn. All commonly used words. I don't know if it's a maybe New York thing. For one, I don't know if it's more of a overly one to emphasize if I'm upset thing for two. Number one, where was the episode for ass slash asshole because I know ass is still like you can say it under certain circumstances but then you can't say asshole unless it's like an R movie maybe a PG-13 or something 
You can't say asshole in wrestling. I'd love to hear it once in a while. No, actually, I'm sorry. What am I talking about? The, the, the crowd chant, asshole, 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 Vince McMahon. Yeah. But I don't think the wrestlers themselves can say asshole. Or I've randomly heard it. Like, I think the closest we got in recent times, and I'm talking about like five years ago, might have been Seth Rollins saying dickweed, which was a pleasant surprise, actually. Uh, Shout-outs to underscore Nicole White for joining as well. That was fun. I think that was his beef for his feud with, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, John Stewart or something, like the dickweed or something. Uh, oh, shout-outs to YHWiz underscore Wrestling Pod for joining as well. Shout-outs to all yous. So I'm mad we didn't get an episode solely for ass or slash asshole because I say ass half the time when I speak. I say ass to make very valid points. Uh, my ass was fired up. Pause. Um... You know, my ass was like in the middle of the line waiting for Starbucks and then these guys were taking forever, never made their fucking order, and etc. Or asshole. Who hasn't used asshole? Who doesn't use asshole? I'm a brand new driver. I just got licensed last year here in New York City. So I'm sure I'm going to be screaming out asshole as soon as I get on the road driving on a regular basis, which I may have to do because my company just moved and relocated to somewhere else in Queens, so now I gotta fucking travel. Shoutouts to uh, J underscore DiTulio. I'm Hopefully I'm saying that right. And what's good to underscore Nicole White? Hello, hello everyone out there. We missed that episode. Maybe they considered it, or maybe they're coming back with a season two with the words they left out. Although I don't know how many they got left in the tank per se. Outside of the six they used. Fuck shit bitch pussy. Uh, damn and dick. But I'd like to see. I would have liked to see one about asshole. Or ass as well too. If you want to generalize it mostly. But also. I think we could have benefited from an episode. Solely on cunt. It was kind of thrown in there with the bitch episode. But not really enough, because cunt is still, you know what, fuck at this point is like, fuck you, if you're strangers, that could still cause a fight, that could still trigger some people, I can see that, definitely. It's an invite to like, you don't want to get fucked up, or want to really incite some shit. The other ones too, I get it, but cunt, cunt still seems like it's, it's there, it's like it's own plethora. It's own like kind of little, if you got the main Marvel universe, that's like one of the universes or one of the worlds, whatever you call them shits, like Earth 616 or whatever as well. But cunt, I like using because it's kind of, it starts riots. It kind of incites people enough. I call you a cunt, at least here in the US, apparently according to the series, like in Britain, England, whatever, it's like commonly used. And I think I've heard that too as well. Uh, shout out to good brother above 132 for joining. Uh, one happened to Dirty Heels, actually. Again, shout out to Dirty Heels. And that's Heels with a Z at the end. I think we could have definitely benefited from a cunt episode. That would have been good, too, to add on. But most importantly here, fuck. Okay, the first episode, funny enough. Fuck. It still is the most usable. It's still the most universally accepted and most universally used but unfortunately now overused swear word. Yeah, yeah, you know, they all 
do come out at you at some point, especially again if you if you drive, or I'm going to be soon enough driving as well too. And uh, you know, I, I like it all. I like it all. But here's episode one. So if you watch it, and hopefully you do, it's it's a good series. I recommend it overall. But I'll get to exactly how much and how strongly I do. Fuck was good. It was a good intro to the series. It kind of leads into how all the other ones build up. I like the fact that each one has its own history, supposedly, of how it came to be. The biggest takeaway I got from all the episodes was that, well, surprisingly, people, like I'd say religion. uh, No disrespect to anybody in in here who's religious or has any particular faiths, any sorts. It's all, all peace, all love here. But if you think about it, and just to make a long story less long, how could you not consider the fact that religion itself is ruined by man? Because there's people that become fanatics, there's people that become obsessed with, that kind of just get knee-deep into it and thinking that's all there is to life. Living by these set rules made by man, of course, because, you know, whatever you believe in the scriptures, there's higher beliefs, there's whatever else going on too. Religion gets tainted by those obsessed with it because every branch, every view of the world, of the universe, every kind of religion out there, they all have their little bit of segment of truth. They all contribute in their own way, shape, or form to the bigger, grander scheme of things is like one being a human and remember that two, everyone around you is a human too. So maybe let's not be assholes, let's be assets to each other, et cetera, et cetera. You know, I'm not trying to win a, a Nobel Peace Prize here yet or nothing. But I'm saying, though, what about the fact that, again, it is tainted by man and women, of course, everybody involved. But it, they all hold a little bit of truth, enough to contribute to one another. But we ruin the grander scheme of things by, again, thinking that, this religion's better than the other. That person's wrong over there for dressing this way because their religion permits it, or they're not in church ten hours a week every week, uh, Tuesdays, Thursdays if it's permitted and allowed. So I'm better with God than they are, and in better standing and better circumstances, whatever. Like that all you know crosses out, and there's no need for it because you know what? At the end of the day. They're all right in the gist of it, in the grander scheme, but they're all wrong if you believe, like, tunnel vision-wise in it. So when you do that, it turns people off naturally to whatever you might believe in, and then you wonder, well, why aren't more people uh, loyal followers of what I do, or... Why is this person still so animated about that? And then you got the whole thing of people marrying to other religions too and converting, whatever. That that does the whole thing. Um, But what was I saying? Excuse me. I got the shit. Oh, yeah. So that brings us to the point. Uh, You all got to have the same goal, but fight over who's better. Exactly. It, It all comes down to like, it's like politics. I do my best to stay out of politics unless it's funny. Or unless it's directly involving me. And I hate to approach it that way because it's like a selfish mindset to think. But I'm honest too because politics is really, besides a dirty game, all the other euphemisms we might have for it. It really is just when you come break it down, it's like a, a dick measuring contest. It's who's the better liar? Who can 
put up the better front? Who can build the better promises or stroke your ego bigger enough to make you think, I'm going to do this for you, I'm going to do that for you, whatever, whatever. And then when it comes time to it, you voted them in and all that. They can only do oh so much. Or they can only, out of the 100% they guaranteed, they can only maybe give you 10%. And if you get that 10%, that's over the course of time of, you know, besides the fact Congress, there's a whole, you know, background thing going on too. People that have to consent to what they promised and actually approve it so it can go through. That's politics. You know, that's why I really stay away from it. I stray away from it, Betty has said, because it's a waste of time. I mean, again, anything directly involving me, I try my best in, but then also I don't want to be painted as, oh, I only care about Hispanic or uh, brown issues or minority issues or whatever. I kind of care about everything, but, you know, that gets all tainted and ruined too. Exactly. Who's the better liar? That's all it is really, if you really think about it too. Not, Not everybody's bad. And for the sake of like comedy or just because maybe I love Kirby Enthusiasm slash Larry David... I would have loved and I would have gladly voted for Bernie Sanders. I do feel like the whole communist uh, communism thing with him got blown out of proportion as in. Uh, may, let me make that clear. The way he phrased his praise for Cuba and his educational system got taken way out of context. It was also two things. One, it was also poorly worded and two the worst example possible to give. I would have left that out completely because that only alluded to and kind of blew up the spot with him as far as theory felt like he had socialist, uh, what's the word? Socialist views uh, regarding, you know, where he wants America to go. And on top of that, oh, well, he just mentioned Cuba and praised it. So he's a communist, confirmed, whatever. Get him the fuck out of here. And like even the Dems turned it back on him, but I would have gone with Bernie. I'm just saying, but but I, with that being said, I wouldn't have voted for, and I didn't vote for. Actually, I didn't vote for uh, Biden. I wouldn't have voted for Trump either. I just didn't vote. That's me also as well too, just because I'm not directly involved or care. But uh, you know, it's just crazy to think. It, it's politics and religion. It's it's all a big thing, and that's where we come back to this point now too. With fuck the first episode, because. All in all, it seems that every single word here in every episode was actually made to be or condemned to be bad or swear words because either politics deemed it to be because, you know, you got rating systems, you got the movie boards and all this shit, too. And or again, no surprise, religion. They, they're the ones that fucking decree and make these rules about, well, this is bad. You shouldn't do this. Uh, don't listen to that. Just imagine, listen, an extreme example, and again, no offense to anybody who might have grown up with or is currently still a Jehovah's Witness. If you get a breakdown, if you even try to even better understand what the fuck they go through or what their rules are for even living in like that, uh, what is that, that Watchtower building in Brooklyn or just being a Jehovah's Witness, period, regardless of where you are in the world, why would you ever commit to something so... Like, it's like being in the bondage. It's like a loving S&M, you know? It's insanity to think that people willingly, like, kind of neuter themselves lifestyle-wise to just, you know, appease God 
or think that he or the higher power they believe in wants that out of you. Like you get no joy out of life and then you're going to go to hell anyway. So how does that work? I don't understand either way. Uh, but yeah, that's religion. So apparently these higher powers are the ones that determine these words, something as simple as words. I mean, yeah, maybe don't use them so much. Maybe don't use them with the intent to offend and everything too. They end up being, or they end up being who determines that these words are bad to begin with. Fuck is so, is you so commonly, come on. Why are we going to do that to ourselves? Uh, then. Yes, I agree. Biden was better and didn't vote in the presidential ballot because of Trump, Biden, only local, federal. Yeah, I mean, I stay out of voting altogether, period. Like, I'm not voting at all. Like, unless I'm, again, it's completely sold on somebody. Bernie was the only guy that did so. And then, I mean, at this point, he's so old now, he's not going to be able to run again. Or if he does, it's going to be a shame just to see him up there. That's why we really will never be able to fully unite. We can't even give Jehovah's Witness a few minutes of our time to hear the thoughts. That too. I mean, I'm sure... Amongst their philosophy, their belief system, there are some valid points. Again, as all religions seem to have, that makes sense. Or that we can all come together and agree on, okay, you might believe in this. I'm not so crazy about that, but that's a good point. Or, you know, I can take a little bit from over there too and implement that in my lifestyle because I'm, I was raised this way. I was born into this kind of religious lifestyle, whatever. I mean, it's all really just about what you believe in and what you want to believe in as you grow up. You want to believe in yourself. You want to believe in a higher being. You want to believe in a, a pet rock or something determining your faith or a crystal ball or whatever. It's fine. As long as you know, I'm more of, as long as you don't offend or get in anybody's way directly or, or fuck up everybody's, anybody's path of their journey through life or whatever that's just you know it, it just upsets me when that shit happens like don't throw me off my path just oh don't kill my vibes pretty much so yeah uh again the interesting part about the fuck episode was and i didn't i would have never guessed this but i guess a fun little fact for your next uh beer pong party or something You'd think it was either Samuel Jackson. You'd think it was either Al Pacino. You'd think it's, it was either the series host, Nicolas Cage, um, who was actually a very pleasant surprise throughout the series. I, I forgot how much I love Nicolas Cage, like, randomly in his movies, whatever he's done. He's had a lot of bad shit, like, from the last 20 years or so. I mean, especially Ghost Rider which was always one of my favorite characters from, like, the comic books in the Marvel Universe period, but so, so poorly represented in the movies. They were, one was bad, two was even worse somehow. Uh, he was a pleasant surprise. The fuck episode was really good, but yeah, the, act the actor who said fuck the most times in one movie was actually Jonah Hill, which shout-outs to him. I love Jonah Hill. He's funny. Surprisingly, actually no, as long as that movie is and as much shit they get accomplished in that movie, uh, debauchery if anything too, uh, Wolf of Wall Street is where he said fuck 107 times, I'm going to have to go watch that back and maybe count just to see if that's true because I could have sworn it was fucking, um, what's his name, Samuel L. Jackson or somebody that held the title for 
the most fucks on film. Or I would have thought Scarface or something like that. Uh, shout out to Young Cruz 02 for joining. Yeah, Ghost Rider got so disrespected. I mean, the only thing worse than Ghost Rider or who got disrespected more than Ghost Rider was probably Fantastic Four, which we're getting another one again of, for some reason, Marvel, Disney, you know, they got the budget, let them splurge, I say. But we already got the one from the 70s. We got the one from the early 2000s. And we got the one with Michael B. Jordan as the Black Torch. Which, I love Michael B. Jordan, but what the fuck? He, And then actually, um, what's his name? Captain America, Chris Evans. He was the, he was the first or the most modern time Torch. Right, he was Johnny Blaze. No, Johnny Blaze is a ghost. Right, I'm getting the moment stuff. The fire guys, whatever. But that's that's incredible. That's a feat of strength to actually pull off as an actor. You know, so shout out to Chris Evans. You go from fucking being despised and laughed at as fucking the Human Torch to fucking reinventing yourself as Captain America. Which Captain America, they could have fucked up. I think. Because he's all kind of cucky. He's all kind of like you know all patriotic and shit. But they made it just right with Captain America. I went back and watched Captain America, the the first Avenger. I, I forgot how much I loved that movie. It was so good. It was done just right. Oh, and Jessica Alba too. Well, she was the high point of that version of Fantastic Four. Because, you know, even though she was like doing that awkward, like auburn blonde hair color of hers, I it just didn't hit for me but then again that body the bodysuit all that too and then her puffy ass dick sucking lips you know who's not sold on that even if the movie was trash and Dr. Doom was like a really neutered version of who he really was and potentially was and shout out to MF Doom by the way rest in peace to the god um but yeah that'd be Fantastic Four was like I think the only thing worse than Ghost Rider or the only thing disserviced more and worse than Ghost Rider uh, yeah, Captain America was done very well. Uh, so let's see. Going back to the fuck episode. So um, what was I going to say about that? I forgot now. I'm fucking, um, hold on. Uh, yeah, there was a really good point about the fuck episode where they explain uh, the whole NWA fuck the police uh, part as well. They explained it really well from the... From uh, the side of who would have actually grown up with it. I think it was Open Mike Eagle. And I forget who else was explaining it to. Uh, what's her name? Zainab Johnson. I, I'm sure I'm getting her name wrong. Shout out to Matthew underscore 33. Sorry, Matthew underscore dot 33. Maybe like a 33 Magnum. Uh, Zainab Johnson. Comedian. Comic. She's from... She was a... One of the runner-ups, I think, from Last Comic Standing. Which we've gotten some and some not-so-funny people from that show. Series, whatever. Uh, Again, comedy is uh, open to interpretation. How you view fun and etc. So who you think is funny is who I might not think is funny, etc. etc. It's like Kevin Hart. Some people find him hilarious. I'm not a fan. I'm not sold on him. I can't dispute his work ethic, but as far as funny, I'm sorry I'm not saying Kevin Hart is funny at all, ever. Unless, unless they give him stuff where he's scripted to say and cues to hit. 
when he's left entrusted to do his thing on his own as far as his stand-up and such, sorry, I, I'm not a fan. I think I, I explained that briefly in the uh, episode I did for Soul, so check that out one out too. Uh, but the way they explained the sentiment behind fuck the police from NWA, they didn't just like brush it off as something like, oh, a group of angry black men fed up with the fact that police were pretty much saying fuck you as far as not serving or attending to the minority neighborhoods. No, it was deeper than that. It was political, you know. You know, it's weird. Um, but getting back to NWA, I'll get back to your point briefly. Um, wrestling pod. Uh, I like how it was properly represented as far as what the song stood for. It wasn't just for the sake of saying fuck the police or for scandal or for uh, you know causing controversy. There was a message behind it. It was a whole community behind it. People were fed up, as I'm sure they're fed up now. But let's see if we get anything equivalent to fuck the police now. We're probably just going to get like some bullshit on the radio anyway. But, uh, yeah, I didn't love uh, Zainab. Maybe I need to check more of her stuff out, but at least here, like every episode she was on, especially the, uh, what episode was that? The shit episode, episode two. She was trying so hard to make this one joke funny as far as like overly using shit throughout the whole time. It just didn't hit for me. So no disrespect to her. I just didn't think she was funny. She was like poorly casted for this as far as the series is concerned. I don't know. Again, maybe I need to check her out based off what you're saying. Um, YHWiz underscore wrestling pod. But I'll give her a chance, if anything, based off your recommendation. Let's see. Um, we move on to the... Oh, sorry. One last one I wanted to make with Fuck. Fuck is still my favorite, obviously, You've been listening to that episode the whole time throughout. It's still one of my favorite, my probably my main go-to curse word, swear word, whatever. Just because you hit the right fuck with the right emphasis randomly in a sentence or wherever you need to to make whatever point you're making. It's effective. It's super effective. If you're talking Pokemon, shout out to 25 years of Pokemon. It's still there to like entice It's still there to make you question what the fuck is going on or what did I just fucking hear kind of thing. But the Kardashians, I think, are really guilty of it, especially who's the big one? Uh, Chloe, the the bigger one of the three main sisters, not the two offset sisters. uh, Shout outs to them. I forget their names right now, but the ones that actually modeled. Um, Chloe, I had to stop watching the uh, Keeping Up with the Kardashians because. Every time she talked, it was bleep, 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 bleep. Not that I was offended, but just because she's one of those notorious just cursing just to curse or just to be heard instead of being able to actually put together a thought, an opinion that matters or say something that's funny. Everything is like, oh my God, you're such a fucking bitch. Oh my fucking God. What the fucking fuck is going on here? Fuck or whatever. She's one of those, I hate when anybody does that, especially women, because not to be sexist, but I think women do it or tend to be dirty, tend to go with like the raunchy shit too, just to be heard or get some attention thrown their way, like a bone or this dick if you really want it that bad. But really, if you're trying to fuck or keep up with what fuck means, 
let me know for real. Let me don't don't put on this facade, this fuck facade you're giving me right now too. Or just anybody in general. Just like don't overly fuck things up. Don't overly sprinkle it in wherever you don't need to. Every other third word is like a fuck, 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 fuck. No, we don't need that. We're, we're grown adults. We can curse. We can use whatever language we want. I believe. I strongly advocate that. But don't bore me with just fuck, fuck, fuck this. Because then I'm gonna just going to take it like you're a child. Or I can't take it serious at all because all you're trying to do is like scandalize. You're trying to be like a shock jock or like... You know, whoever those people are that, that use those cheap tactics as far as, like, the colorful language is concerned. The shit episode was good. Uh, if you watch the series, I recommend the shit episode as well, too. Fuck is like a short, pleasant surprise. It, it's 20 minutes. Next thing you know, it's done and moving on to the shit episode. The shit episode intro is, again, what really made me happy that they chose, of all people, Nicolas Cage. Because... The intro to that is hilarious. The way he builds up the fact that he doesn't even say shit until the very end. You're like on a cliffhanger. You know what he's going to say when he keeps saying sugar, honey, iced tea. He's actually putting together the sugar, the honey, the iced tea, etc., etc. A whole little skit there, segment going on there too. And he finally says shit, the big reveal. The whole episode two was good. One point I didn't know, and then I'd love to see as a social experiment... I mean, considering we're in the pandemic, who knows when this whole thing's going to be over. We'll be able to go outside as normal without the mask and all that, too. You know, by the way, mask up if you can, please. If you don't choose to, then that's totally on you. But, like, just be considerate of those who want to mask up and want to, you know, have this thing get over with eventually, too. Oh, excuse me. I didn't know that in medieval times, according to what they were saying, there was such a thing as shitting in the group. As far as like places you go to to take your shits. You didn't have shits. You didn't have toilets or like what well, we got bidets and all that too going on now. Um, in the privacy of your own home. That came up much later when homes were meant to be private. They would build bathrooms. And then there came the stigma of like, okay, maybe shits should be something done in private. Or during alone time. Which I respect because... As far as I can remember concerning shit, I remember I made sure to learn how to properly wipe my ass as soon as I could. I think at like six, seven years old, I was already like wiping my ass on my own. I didn't want my mother reaching back there or having to make a victim of what was going on back there because when I was little, I was fat growing up, eating all this junk food and shit too. So I knew the damage I was doing and the damage I still do now concerning the bathroom. Blowing enough flunk flex, bombs, all that shit, hit the cues, whatever you need to. I'm, I'm doing serious work in there. And that's why I still enjoy the bathroom now because it's the only private time I get away from my girlfriend who I love so much. But goddamn, the bitch can talk. I, I do it till my legs go numb. Honestly, because I'm reading. Honestly, because I'm doing research. Or I'm enjoying myself watching, I don't know, uh history of swear words something like that along those terms but i didn't know back when you'd get together in the group and have these like communal uh what you call it uh you'd get together pretty much in a group like i guess in the square formation whatever and you take shits and you know it's it's the ultimate icebreaker if you think about it because if you're next to somebody well Maybe nowadays six feet apart, but if you're next close enough to somebody and they're right next to you taking a shit like you are, 
with guys, it's easy. Because I'm sure, like, we've done that thing where we go to the bathroom at the same time and you shit in stalls next to each other. I only done that a couple times in my life, but it was funny. And I got to trust or be really good friends with who I do that with to actually, like, make the shit jokes. Like, oh, what have you been eating? Oh, shit, that's some fucked up shit or whatever kind of thing. But to think that's the ultimate iceberg because if you're the pauper... If you're royalty, I don't know if royalty was using like the same ones as the pauper. Probably not, but you get the point. Like if we had that kind of system, I think people would really drop their guards. Or there wouldn't be so much MAGA. There wouldn't be so much, you know, uh, libtards. There wouldn't be so much of this fucking, these facades where people put up like, I'm better than you just because. Or I'm better than you just because I went to this school, I'm from this background, my family went to this, so my family does that for a living, etc., etc. It'd be kind of really disarming, and it'd be, I think, worthwhile. I, I, don't, I don't know how much it would be, it would hit nowadays, but something to that extent, like where we can all just, you know, break down the barriers and be like, listen, you, you shit, I shit, it stinks worse from you, mine doesn't smell as bad. Something along those lines could be, like, so beneficial to humanity, I think. It's disgusting, yes, and I'm sorry in advance for discussing that in detail. But it was just an interesting point, too, because I'm sure there weren't those issues back when. But then only when they made toilets, you know, private time or for your home only, I get it now. Uh, Let me see. Okay, so moving on to episode three. I had a problem with episode three, uh, entitled bitch. I love using bitch. I love calling people bitches and I don't care about the gender, male or female. If you act like a bitch, you're acting like a bitch. And I've always had this argument growing up with my mother too, because I love my mother. Great person. Genuinely one of the nicest person you'll ever deal with in your life, or at least most of my life. But she can't be annoying. Talks way too much. I've had to stress this to her as I've grown up. I never called my mom stupid. I never called my mom a bitch. None of that stuff. I, I respect her enough not to do so. I've had arguments with her where she's pissed me off too much. She's got like a like a hard head, I guess you could say. Her view on the world versus mine, which is like I'm half her age, literally. So when I tell her, you're not being stupid and I'm not calling you stupid. But right now, you're either thinking and speaking something real stupid or you're acting, most importantly, stupid. She takes his, all she heard is blah, 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 stupid. And I looked at her while saying it too. So it's like, you stabbed me in the heart. You're pulling out the knife through my back and still trying to wedge the blade in there somehow, some way. You've insulted me, uh, whatever, whatever. It never hits properly or she never gets the point of what I'm saying. But yeah. If you act like a bitch, it's not so much that you are a bitch, but you can have tendencies that are bitch-like. You are acting like one. That's what I've tried to stress whenever I've had to unfortunately call a woman a bitch, which I've done before, because I can't let people get away with stuff like that too so easily. Or if you're a guy, if I know you and you're acting like a bitch, stop acting like a bitch. Why you bitching so much? Or like what I do mostly in the podcast here, IG Live, I bitch about a lot of things. I'm open to it. I admit it. But I had a problem with the bitch episode just because it was mostly female comedians. I got no problem with that. 
Female, male, funny is funny. I don't give a shit. Thank God for Sarah Silverman. She was on. I've always had a crush on her. She was funny throughout the fucking episode she was on. Uh, There was another one. I forget her name. She's actually a transgender woman. But she was actually like deadpan, like dark, but really funny. I, I, I liked her a lot. I forget her name. She's some sort of Asian. I, I read up on her. Uh, Nikki Glaser. Um, not a huge fan of hers. I like her looks wise. She's cute. She was on and off funny here throughout the fucking episode she was on as well too. But thank God Sarah Silverman wasn't on this. Or maybe she chose not to comment or I don't know what, for, at least for this particular episode, bitch. But the ones that did choose to chime in were fucking just driving the point home about bitch is um, made to offend women and downplay their importance and significance. It was just an overly femme fucking powered episode, which I was ready to turn it off. But I was like, you know what? I'm already two episodes in. This one's already like kind of bothering me as is, but I am kind of interested still. And we know bitch derived from a female dog. That's what it is, literally. Fun fact, disturbing though how it came to be, but still fun, is that bitch wasn't declared to be a derogatory term until 2015, according to the Webster Dictionary. Because of all things, the dictionary bitch they had for the fucking special, which knew a lot and gave a lot of you know, helpful insight on the history of words, how they came to be and such, was actually the one who admitted and raised the hand and said, I'm the one that made sure the Webster, Miriam, whatever people made bitch a derogatory word as of 2015, the same year that Nicholas Cave made the joke uh, that we made twerk an official word too. She was so proud of it. She was practically patting herself on the back, giving herself all kinds of kudos about it too. Bitch, we get it. It's not the right thing to call women. We shouldn't be addressing women as such. You know, we had a whole history, music, pop culture-wise, all this of referring to women or demeaning them to uh, nothing as simple as a bitch. We get it. But that's not what it's all about. It's not this whole thing where this dictionary lady, this other fucking sex expert who's like fat, and like so happy to talk about dick and shit we're not using it purposely to demoralize or downplay women's significance in humanity we're not sometimes you just act like a bitch there was worse at times when when according to the history they were providing bitch who's a female dog was used to refer to women who like to get around a lot who like to sleep around a lot or a bitch in heat, meaning a dog who can't wait to get fucked everywhere she goes. So we're beyond those times. If you're acting like a bitch, and the fact that we call men bitches, or apparently, as I thought, um, as I was surprised to see, gay men refer to themselves oftenly as bitch. If we're including all the genders now, and we're openly blinded to men, it's because we're having fun with the word. We're trying to like break down this whole fucking stigma around it and leaving it exclusively the women. So, so come on. It's like I have fun calling other people bitches or if you're acting like a bitch. Stop being a bitch. Stop acting like a bitch. You're being a little bitch. It's either bitch or pussy. It's all fun to use. 
And I think we're all grown up enough to know that you can't put your all your faith in one word no longer meaning something as bad as what it used to or what it's supposed to. If you're taking it that literal, you got problems. Or you've got nothing better to do with yourself than to just be hung up on one word once you hear it. And it may not even be referring to you. Uh, now it should have been the way I feel about black sitcoms always bringing in racial political issues. I watch them for that bring the funny. Exactly. Exactly. Don't make it about your whole agenda. Don't make it about how you feel, how you think the word should no longer be used in the sense of, I get it, you got your own views, but this is for the sake of bitch is the word. We're talking about bitch the word itself, not how you might have been called a bitch, how it made you feel. Women take advantage of the bitch word when it fits their perspective. There's books, there's podcasts, there's all these different things playing up to bitch empowerment. I am a bitch. Uh, There was some book years ago, uh, The Bitch Manuscript, How to Be a Bitch, How to Be a Bad Bitch. Bitches, what, every other word the city girls use in their fucking song talking about fucking guys, drugging them, taking them money. I'm going to, if he, if he, if he's a rich man while I'm dealing with them, I'm going to fucking them, I'm going to fucking broke, et cetera, et cetera. Come on. There was this whole thing. I, I like, halfway through, I really wanted to cut that episode off because it was just like, all right, come on. It's just too appeasing to like the female viewers. Like, I'm sure even some female viewers out there were like, okay, like, can we just get back to the point of the word? Like, it, it's supposed to be funny. We're supposed to refer to people as such and then whatever. But that was the bitch episode. Um, well, actually, uh, going back to that one uh, before we jump off a of bitch. If anyone remembers out there, the songwriting thing from 97, uh, Meredith Brooks' bitch was actually a slapper. I enjoyed that song a lot. It was cool. I forget the drums where they sampled that from so it was easy kind of like a cheat code to make it like a hit or catchy but that was a cool song they barely touched on that song at all though because if you remember that shit or you get the lyric breakdown it is kind of breaking down deep into like I'm sure what a lot of women feel I'm a bitch I'm a lover I'm a sinner I'm a mother however the words go obviously I'm not a woman doesn't apply to me but it paints it paints a whole image of I'm sure what women go through and summing it all up as a bitch and of course that woman was owning up to being a bitch because she felt all these things she played all these roles and all in a nutshell I guess just label her a bitch if you want to go that route but yeah that's that one too shout out to Party Marty 35 for joining as well so we're moving on to the next one episode 4 is Dick <laughs> or how they laugh in Japanese animes, the girls at least. You know, I, I enjoyed Dick a lot. Pause. I mean, the episode, of course, I'm not referring to, or outside of my own. You know, I engage in that activity. I know how many of you out there are proud of yourself too, like I am. At almost 36, I get more than wood, like no one's business. I'm out there standing at full staff like I was... 13, 14, just discovering my body, as they say. I'm standing to full attention. I'm not ashamed of that at all. So I guess if for whatever reason, I just love the episode because it was funny. It was charming. And dick is, as they made the point clear throughout the episode, is a funny word to say. Is a funny word to have come out of your mouth like that. 
and I love that they used my crush, my comedy crush for the longest time, Sarah Silverman, to do the intro for the dick episode. It's just really funny. Check that one out too. If you want to skip over the bitch, which had overly feminist like themes and tones, I don't blame you. But as far as a bitch episode, if you want to pick up from that point, do so. Sorry, the dick episode. You want to pick up from that point. And that's not because I'm a man or because I feel like I'm the superior gender, nothing like that. This is what it is. The dick episode was actually pretty funny. Hold on a second. My laptop closed on me again. Sorry about that. That's the disadvantage of having to work from home as well while you're trying to make IG Live history. And thanks for all you who are still here joining me. Tuned in as well. Who has been watching? Now back to episode four, dick, fun, you know, dick jokes are kind of like the simplest of jokes to make, I'm sure you have one, your mother has one too, it's, it's all fun and games and all, I didn't know that dick derived from, oh no, I didn't know the history of how dick was associated with Richard, but apparently the Brits, you know, shout out to all the Brits if there's any present room right now. Um, it was a pleasant surprise to find out that they had this kind of name association game with like Robert and Bob and like cutting down words to make it simpler. But then apparently Richard went to Nick and then no, Richard went to Rick and then Rick went to Dick just for the sake of rhyming. And I guess maybe like me, cause I'm really bad with names. So I try to do name association as much and as best as I can. So I can remember people's names other people have this thing where like they meet you they shake their hand and, and say like your name three times and then automatically they remember I can't do that shit I gotta go through struggles pain torment of all sorts to like even remember people's names but like I got like an elephant memory as they say your face I see your face I'm gonna remember that forever it's like tattooed in my brain I don't know how that works but okay maybe I'm more simplistic creature than I thought but dick episode also they got this one, okay, I'll say it, bitch, because of the way she kind of gave off that energy, who was a professor in race and sex studies, apparently. Oddly enough, she's, she's, she reminds me exactly of seventh grade. We had this middle school teacher who came in like mid-year and was supposed to be our sex ed teacher because, uh, you know, funny enough, that's the time seventh grade, so roughly uh, like 12-ish years old, where our hormones and our body starts to take over and like, you know, that head takes over that head, obviously at that age, for shout out to the men out there. But the sex ed teacher they assigned us was this short, stumpy, fat, pale as fuck, she might have been in her 20s, but the way she dressed and she looked all schleppy and schlubby, she might have been in the 30s easily, or she looked that way either way. And she's supposed to be a sex ed teacher. So, of course, the, the appearance alone certifies that she's never had sex, or the closest she's had to sex is like eating her Twinkie really fast and thinking it was a dick, and just imagining the kind of dick from whoever she wanted was the Twinkie or the dick cream busting out the sides and all that so we weren't buying it this professor this scholarly woman 
gave off the same vibes because of course she wants to be on the dick episode as i'm sure she wants to be on dick regularly because you know whatever that's the most fun she's looking forward to in her life as a scholarly woman she giggles as she's saying dick and there's even a point which made it crystal clear like she needs some dick in her life where they go on to the i guess subjective theme of dick pics i never been a fan of dick pics obviously i don't want them i never had one sent to me thank god and even people that made jokes of that i defriend them automatically because i don't want to see dick ever in my life that ate my own fuck but she made the point clear that she is so lonely and so deprived of dick that she says basically if you're gonna send dick pics first things first at least just ask I don't know what else that clearly signifies, but if you get my number somehow, you'll look me up on Google afterwards just to cuss me out or whatever. Maybe you want to throw a dick pic my way. Go ahead and do that. Maybe she's like open for that shit, but if she's not married, I didn't see a ring on either one of her fat fingers, so she's probably not married or she definitely ain't married with that kind of demeanor and attitude because she is also one of the ones that jumped on board for the bitch episode to be like, bitch is demoralizing. And every time you use bitch, you're putting down a woman, whether you know it or not, because the word itself has enough power to do so to one whole gender. And if you use it even as a joking, you're joking about women and you're joking about them having pussies and et cetera, et cetera. Like, shut the fuck up. Come on. Uh, so again, about the dick episode, I didn't notice growing up, just like I don't pay attention to politics. I didn't know we had an actual, not we as New York, but somewhere, I forget what state they said. There was a candidate that ran for council, apparently, named Dick, last name Sweat, S-W-E-T-T. So, come on, that's a hilarious name. And we're going to be honest, listen, if you're real, I'll be real right back to you and with you. I see someone on the ballot named Dick Sweat. Like, I forget which comedian said that at some point during the, during that episode. I don't give a fuck what they're talking about. What they got is their agenda. Okay, maybe nowadays with MAGA and libtards and all that stuff existing, maybe you're a little more careful. But let's say before this time currently politically we're living in, if there was someone on the ballot named Dick Sweat running for anything, I don't give a shit. My vote right then and there. Even if I never voted before, that would be the one time in history I'm voting for Dick Sweat. And it's true, because uh, they had some expert get on there and say, well, of course, Dick sounds funny, Dick is amusing, just to hear it, you giggle. And it's one of those words you just get like, um, it's like a bell goes off, like a notification to like giggle, hee hee, ha ha, ta ha. So, of course, they did explain that so many people, and it makes sense, let's be honest, we're adults, but we're not that grown, most of us at least. Most of the people saw the name on the ballot and voted for him without knowing what the fuck he was talking about or what he stood for. And of course, he won whatever state he ran for. So that was cool. The funny part of it also was that his direct opponent, the other candidate, insisted on having the electoral board or whoever's in charge of the votes and shit. He wanted to make sure that the guy used his actual name Richard instead of just Dick Sweat, which ended up being on the ballot, which is awesome. The fact that you got someone hating on your name, of all names, Dick. I'd still name a kid Dick. Why not? 
Maybe I'd name a dog if I had if I had one or a pet named Dick. And just, you know, it'd be a cheap gag. It'd be like a really stupid joke to make. But like, you let him off the leash. Has anyone seen my dick? Dick. Dick. Et cetera, et cetera. Whatever. But yeah, that's the dick episode. Um, I don't know how anybody else feels about dick pics. I thankfully have never sent one. I've never taken one. I don't own one. And I have no cloud history that can prove me otherwise. So you'll never see a dick pic from me. And... Or pictures of me, period. I mean, video, sure, because I got to do this shit. And I want to do this shit, but no dick pics. I don't know how many of you out there have participated or let alone sent one out. But I don't understand it. It's incriminating. It'll come back to haunt you. And now with the cloud storages and the internet period where nothing ever gets deleted. Why would you put yourself at risk like that? Especially now with the fact that. Can we even still search like text like that on our phones that we deleted from our phones supposedly, but then somehow AT&T, T-Mobile can still dig it up if they really feel like doing so? I'm not too sure. But dick pics is something I'll never take part in. I mean, maybe I'll be married by the end of this year if everything goes according to plans. Pandemic don't fuck things up more than it has already considering 2020 and such. I won't have the need to send out dick pics because, you know, I like using this head more than that head. And as I get older, I hope this head will still be good enough to use more than that head. I mean, you know, testosterone still high and flowing and going in me and all that. So hopefully I have no problems there. Hopefully you too as well. Shout out to all the guys out there. You know, I hate the fact that there's dick pills or we got to worry about taking certain medication because it gives you a dead dick, limp dick, whatever too. It's real out there, but just, you know, take care of your body. It is a temple. As I used to say as I was younger, it's it's probably a bad joke too, but, I, you know, I keep my mind uh, looking towards heaven because my body's going to give them hell as far as the pussy out there. But those are my younger days too. I'm an old man now, older man, whatever too. I'm still silly as you can see clearly. I like to be at least my energy and my vibes. But that's the dick episode. That was a good one too. I enjoyed it overall because dick is easy to make fun of. Uh, pussy. Uh, yeah, don't take that shit. Don't you take no shit for nobody. And speaking of taking no shit for nobody, listen, if you're the owner of a pussy out there, aka a female, or, you know, nowadays, modern times, you know, you got the, um, uh, transitioned into a female as well, too, you own a pussy. That's fantastic. I'm proud of you. You know, had I been younger, I would have tried to see what kind of moves I make around you, depending on how you look. Let's be honest. You know, vanity is real as well, too. But the pussy episode was also very fun. Um, it could have been another bitch episode as far as, like, overly feminist tone and sentiments and such. But, uh, goddamn laptop keeps closing on me. Sorry. Oh, my. Hold on. Sorry, uh, brief technical difficulties. But yeah, uh, the pussy episode could have gone the route of the bitch episode, which I'm glad it didn't. They actually kept that more fun and strictly about the use of and the history of the pussy, which apparently was originally um, referring to cat, then gradually with time 
terms of endearment, it turns out, men would use pussy as a term to refer to their woman in their life. No, actually, I think their mistress, their side pieces first, would be referred to as their pussy cat. Then it got shortened to pussy. As you know, Americans like to shorten things up to make things simpler, even as far as like talking. Less words involved, the better. It went down to pussy. And then just like with bitch, when they started taking it from a female dog, it turned into a female dog in heat. And then it referred to, you know, men like to make comparisons. That's cool. It's all for the sake of jokes. Women being in heat like a dog in heat. Same thing with pussy. Transition to that. Uh, term of affections, like I just said, pussycat to refer to your lovely woman in your life too. Then it just became, okay, well, the vagina actually looks like a pussy. I guess we love pussy a lot, so why not name a pussy? Which was great. Um, funny, I, I love that there's this old term or way of referring to pussy as a bum trinket, which I thought was hilarious when I first heard it. And even now, the second time viewing this shit, I still thought it was funny as fuck. So I might try to bring that word back. Or if you want to feel like jumping into and helping me out with that, feel free to do so. Let's try to get hashtag bum trinket popular again. It, it's so far removed from the 1600s, but fuck it. Why not? Let's go for it anyway. But um, the pussy episode was fun, too. I like all the references they made to different sitcoms and how it's been referred to as jokes and shit, too, in the past. It's fun. Pussy's great. Pussy's, you know, you can put your pussy on a pedestal if you have one in your life to do so with. Shout out to GG underscore Spitter joining us. Pussy's just great. I mean, listen, you, you got a wet ass pussy, which people were trying to act like it's so scandalous and such, but, you know, Little Kim, hello, Foxy Brown, hello. All these other women that have embraced it and used it to their benefit as far as, like, catchy songs at least, anthems and such, too. It's all right. I mean, what, you got, um, they were, they labeled fucking Cardi B and Meg Thee Stallion. Shout out to both of them, especially Meg. What a body on her. Um, as far as being at the forefront for pussy empowerment or taking up the term bitch and repping properly for all the bitches out there that want to own up the bitch but take ownership of bitch back from the 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 tainted history or the tabooness of it all as far as what's been associated with bitch and pussy and such pussy i mean pussy's wonderful listen we all came from pussy or actually no shout outs to all you that did i'm a c-section baby so i can't own up to the glory of having parted my mother's lips Excuse my terminology And having popped out and made my debut that way I had to be cut out I had to be, you know On some Lion King shit Some Simba shit, you know Held up, you know From the glory From the mounds of my mom's guts And be salvaged that way Because, well I, I was also uh, Born prematurely I, I think like two months I was I was a whole mess uh, Umbilical cord wrapped around my neck I was upside down I was going to be born feet first And I was already like dying Somehow they could tell that back in 1985 That I was like choking on my umbilical cord So they had to cut me out of my mom's guts I know it's not her guts But I'm just saying it, It's funny to refer to it as that way I'm sure Shout out to anybody else who might have been a C-section baby as well But yeah Pussy was a good one And then finally there's damn The last episode they did Episode 6 to be exact 
Um, I mean, come on, who doesn't use damn at this point? You know, toddlers are using it, or actually, no, I think toddlers nowadays they already know fuck, they know shit from like what three, four years old. As soon as they start to learn how to talk and shit, I remember. I want to say kindergarten. Kindergarten or first grade, one of those. I I said fuck out loud because I think I just watched um what movie was that? Um Ah, it was actually the first movie I heard fuck and the first movie I saw tits at the age of I want to say 5 or 6. It might have been kindergarten or first grade. Uh Mad Max, the the old Mad Max of course because I'm an old man, you can tell. Uh whatever Mad Max that was I was supposed to be asleep, according to my parents, but I slept in my parents' room as I was young, and, you know, my, my dad would never pay rent, uh, was allergic to it, so wherever we ended up living was according to where he found, you know, at the drop of a dime, if he had to, once the sheriff had got rid of us from this one place, so we had to scurry to another like roaches. So I ended up sharing that bedroom, I remember from that young age, and Mad Max was on. I didn't know it was on. I just knew they watched the TV and I was supposed to be asleep. But, you know, I do the little slick thing where I just throw the fucking covers over my head and I just like peek a glance. And then throughout the thing, my dad was like almost deaf or something because he'd have it loud enough where I could hear clearly everything going on. At some point they said fuck. And my mother was like, I think gasped, even though my mother barely spoke English when I was five years old, so I don't know how she understood fuck was a bad word, but okay. So I, I kind of associated that fuck with being bad, or a swear word, I guess. And then when I was brave enough to, like, sneak a peek of what was on the screen without them looking, I did, and to my pleasant surprise, there was some blonde with, like, a leather skirt on, but no bra on, so her tits were out. And it was glorious. So I remember the next day, I think I just said fuck uh, for some reason. Oh, oh, you know what? Uh, there was one girl that stole one of my building blocks. The, not the ones with the letters on it, but the shit you would put together like the big-ass Legos made out of wood and build some shit, whatever, and just take it down like two minutes later because it sucked. She took it from me. The whole thing fell apart, and I said fuck because I think I associated it with being a bad word. I, I, I'd really like to study how that psychology works because I... Sorry about that. Uh, lost y'all for a second. But yeah, she stole my fucking wooden block. I said, fuck. And next thing I know, my mom had to come in with my mom really poor to none English, having to understand the professor because no one there spoke Spanish. And they were basically saying, son, say bad word. No bueno. No fucko. <laughs> Something like that. I don't know how my mom understood. But that's my mom, though. Um... <laughs> Yeah, and I didn't sound like this at five years old, so it was like a like a Mickey Mouse fuck, like fuck or whatever. But yeah, that's um, to recap. The series is good overall. I do recommend it, but if you ask me, and I know you're not asking me directly, but if maybe if you're like scratching your head wondering what the fuck I even like would give it after all this spiel I spilt about the series itself, specifically Netflix. The History of Swear Words, hosted by and starring Nicolas Cage. Again, a pleasant surprise. I forgot how wonderful of an actor, how 
great a surprise it was to see him on screen again, even though he's been in like at least 20 plus years worth of bad shit regarding movies, except for uh, Kick-Ass. Kick-Ass, he was pretty good as like um, Big Daddy, I think his name was. I I think he was like the Batman-ish character in that, but that was a pleasant surprise. He was really good in that. And Now, I won't give you spoilers. If you haven't seen the first uh, Kick-Ass, I definitely recommend that a lot. Really good. Pleasant surprise. But I got this rating system. We're finally at the end. We recapped everything we had to recap. Thank you for still... Tagging along with me, joining me for the ride here. If you stuck around, I appreciate you. I got a rating system. I try to make it unique to what I do here. Hence, of course, the props. Hence, of course, you know, not your average review show per se. I like to like talk some shit in between, in the midst of, and just all around. It's a whole bunch of shit. It's a mess, honestly. But it's disguised as a movie movie review podcast, Betty has said. Well, okay. I got a rating system. It consists of the range of emotions and emojis, I guess, since more so commonly used nowadays because you know what? We're in modern times. And in those modern times, we use what we can to express ourselves properly with. Be it swear words, be it curse words, or like I just said now, emojis more specifically. So in this case, instead of your average, you know, oh, I like the movie, so I'm going to give it four out of four. I recommend it. It's life changing and life altering and that cucky bullshit. No. What I do different is this. Instead of your average stars, instead of your average whatever the fuck else you want to use, popcorn or dicks, whatever and shit, as a rating system or guideline, I like to go with the following. Now, listen, the equivalent of a four out of four. If there is such a movie, a masterpiece, a classic, something I really want more of, a sequel of, whatever, guess what? Instead of four out of four, I'm going to give it a yes, which means give me a sequel. Give me another part, a prequel, something just as good as, something on that scale of grandioso-ness that I got from this classic piece of cinema, this epic TV series, whatever, whatever, et cetera, et cetera. You get what I'm saying. Now, if something's not that close to being a classic, almost not a masterpiece, but really good, I enjoyed it, I'd still recommend it wholeheartedly, I'd still be like, I'm sold, let me watch that again when I'm bored, or I need something to entertain myself with, I'm going to give it the equivalent of a 3 out of 4, which would be a, ah, a pleasant surprise, something enjoyable, Something I really loved, and again, I'll fully recommend to anybody out there, of course, like all you's watching, I'll be honest with. Now, we move further down the scale. If you got something that might be, let's say, two out of four, if you smoke whatever you're smoking on, it's like mid, it's good, but it's not bad, it's bad, but it's not terrible, it's trashy, it's mid-level, whatever, we gotta give it a, oh, which I was... You know, hoping it'd be better, but it wasn't that great. I was kind of expecting it to be terrible, but it wasn't that bad. Or, you know, it's average. It's okay, you know. Maybe more for your taste in film. Maybe more for your, like, boys or whatever. Whoever you hang out with, that might be more up your alley. That gets, oh, that's mid-level. Okay. Now, if we go into one out of four territory, which ain't going to be the bottom of the barrel. It's close to, but if something's like a one out of four, like, shit, it's not great, it's not exactly trash, but it's not good, it's strictly bad, or it's like, 
like Wonder Woman 84 was. Check out that review in episode two and uh, of who just been watching as well. We got to go with a meh. One out of four territory. Shit. Um, goddamn. I really wish it could have been better. It should have been. I was expecting a little more, but it just wasn't hitting like it should have been. That's one out of four territory slash meh. Now, I'm looking forward to this because I'm going to conserve and preserve all my energy. Kind of like a Goku spirit bomb. It's prepping, it's getting loaded, and I'm ready to drop it on you as soon as I have something prepped and ready to deem zero out of four. I'm looking forward to it. It's abysmal. It's only probably popular in China and Taiwan. It was made on a shoestring budget and somehow it got a big budget release. Who the fuck greenlit this project to be made, period, in the first place? Shout outs to Run Pash Opinion for joining as well. It's trash. I gotta go with why? Questioning. As we have so many questions about life, I gotta question why the fuck? Where the fuck? Who the fuck do I talk to to get back my two and a half hours? Just like Wonder Woman 1984. Who do I complain to who do i write to to just bitch and moan about how bad this shit was who approved this shit who signed up for this and actually said this might be something good and just got a quick paycheck out of it nothing i've reviewed has gotten a zero out of four or why just yet but hopefully we'll get there soon enough one day i'm really looking forward to really trashing something for like an hour plus one day this is not the case with netflix History of Swear Words, hosted by Nicolas Cage. I will have to give this the pleasant surprise of an ah, meaning a three out of four, because overall, pretty funny. The only immediate takeaways as far as not fully enjoying it or robbing it of some of his justice is that six episodes wasn't enough. I still feel that we needed an episode solely for ass slash asshole. And also one for cunt. Because I think cunt is like in its own plethora of like... I guess you could say it still incites fights. You can't call a woman that without expecting a really negative reaction from it. And also, it's pretty much a fun word to say. It's like, fuck without being fuck. It, it's, it's just, it hits different. Also... Mm, Again, I wasn't really a big fan of... Uh, oh, God, what's her name again? The, the chick. I wasn't a big fan of Zainab Johnson. I'll give her another chance as far as other stuff she's done. Maybe I'll like that more. But uh, that Nikki Glaser was on and off funny. She wasn't really great throughout. Nice to look at, but not necessarily funny as... You know, as a comedian, you probably should be, but or expected to be. And yeah, just short. I felt like there could have been more done for it. I do like the the research, the history given behind each word. We didn't get an explanation for holy shit in the shit episode. We didn't get a motherfucker explanation for the fuck episode, which would have made a lot of sense. Excuse me, I had to replenish. But yeah. I'd still give it a 3 out of 4 slash ah. Pleasant surprise. I recommend it. It's funny. Also, the biggest takeaway, the best of it all, Nicolas Cage was the perfect choice for a host for this thing. Didn't ham it up. Didn't make it corny or cheesy. 
did everything just right. Delivered all his fucking lines. Ah, perfect. But yeah, that's this episode of Who This Been Watching, hosted by me, Who This. This was specifically about the history of swear words, a Netflix series, which I strongly recommend. It's not a classic, it's not perfect, but it is great. I do recommend it, check it out. Also, make sure you check out this and every other episode of Who This Been Watching. This will be up in a couple of days from now on my YouTube, youtube.com backslash who this is one, as well as whatever DSP of choice, digital streaming platform, wherever you get your audio podcast from as well, Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, SoundCloud, Google, wherever you get it from, wherever you get a podcast from, wherever you download it from, check it out there in a couple of days from now, as is this and every episode of who this been watching. I'm who this who this is one on all social media platforms. Make sure to check me out. Follow me, support. I appreciate everybody, a lot of you apparently, who came through on a check-in. Um, I can't remember everyone's name, but you know who you are. Shout-outs to you. Much appreciated. Thank you for joining me midweek for another edition of Who This Been Watching. I appreciate you. I'll be back this Saturday. Uh, time to be determined. But if you're not following me already on Who This Is One on IG... Check out my stories. Most likely Friday, I will promote and announce what will be to come of Saturday. This coming Saturday. Who just been watching? Always first on IG Live. Again, a couple days afterwards on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast from. Thanks so much. Enjoy it. I appreciate you. Fuck shit ass bitch cunt. I forget what Jay-Z's song. He said that in, but it was a hook. I believe it was ignorant shit. From a classic, underrated not so spoken of album called American Gangster. Shout outs, salutes everybody again. I appreciate you for checking in and I'll see you Saturday. Peace.